welcome to the Holistic Enchantment podcast. This is my first ever episode and it is with hopes this podcast each month I will release a new one and just talk about things spiritual. I will have a topic for each month. I will research the hell out of it and then present it to you all. So for today's first podcast, what I want to talk about is my spiritual journey starting from a young age and up to this point I guess hopes with me talking about my spiritual journey will help those currently going through it and feeling lonely or um, like no one understands them because unfortunately although this uh, spiritual awakening can be quite amazing and full of magical things sometimes it can be quite lonely or people just think you're batshit crazy (laughs) that's what I seem to get a lot of nowadays but love and light send it after them so to start let's talk about when I was younger so at a young age and my parents will vouch for me I used to just pretty much feel people's emotions and to the point where even when I was in kindergarten at the age of three years old, uh, three, four years old, I was aware of an educator who was feeling quite down. I think she went through um, a separation with her boyfriend or something and I could feel that she was actually quite down. So even at that very young age, I approached her and I told her, I understand what you're going through. I don't know how a three or four year old can understand what someone is going through. And then I gave her an energy healing at the age of three. Even at that age, people used to call me an old soul. People used to say to me, I've definitely lived on this earth. And, you know, fast forward 27 years later, well, I'm 27 now. So fast forward, what, 24 years later, and I still get the same thing. But now I understand that I probably walked this earth a thousand times before. And I think in this lifetime, I've learned from every other lifetime. And this is the one that I'm going to make count. But anyway, I digress. So at a young age, I would talk about things. I was obsessed with magic. I was obsessed with witches. I used to pretend at my grandmother's house when she used to make, um, we call it lintique, which is like an um, Italian form of lentils. I used to pretend that it was a potion and, you know, I'd mix things into it. And, or even in the bath, I can remember making like potions in, or I would like take old medicine bottles and I would chuck the medicine in the sink which that is a whole different story I would chuck the medicine into a sink and then in the bathtub I would pretend to make potions so I've always been inclined to um, the spiritual side of things the magical side of things it wasn't until probably I hit maybe about primary school when you know Uh, your world seems to change a little bit and you take on what other people think you have teachers telling you don't do this don't do that Um, kind to kind of like dimming your light a bit and um, and then you would have really cruel kids kids can be quite cruel unfortunate even though they just learn they're a product of their environments and so I dimmed my light. I was bullied quite a lot in primary school and 
for things like speaking up or speaking my truth, being a little bit weird. I do have an Aquarius moon. So even though I'm a Cancer sun, my Aquarius moon does come out every now and then and I can be a little bit weird. I'm sorry, Aquarians, I'm not being judgmental. I am one pretty much myself. And so you dimmed it. I dimmed it and I think all the way until recently I've dimmed a lot of my light just not wanting to be noticed or not wanting to feel bullied by others or targeted by others because unfortunately throughout my life that has been a regular occurrence. So on top of that it got to about probably when I was 13 years old or 14 years old life did get the better of me and even at a young age I attempted to kill myself just because I think at that point I felt like no one really understands my thoughts, no one really understand what I was feeling or thinking and in a 14-year-old mind with depression, uh, killing myself was the best option for me. It wasn't until a friend that I've known since um, primary school, since prep, she had noticed the scars on my wrists and her um, mother had called up my parents to, well, she actually called up my grandmother and my grandmother told my parents of it that it didn't really come out. But during that dark time, I had some pretty uh, out of this world experiences. So around that age was the first time I ever came into contact with uh, Kuan Yin, who is one of my deities. So Kuan Yin is a Buddhist goddess and so she's pretty much the Buddhist equivalent of Mother Mary. It's all about compassion and love and when I was going through this dark sage, little did I know at that time who she was, but she would actually come to me for comfort and love. And so, you know, fast forward to 18 years old, I got a tattooed on me and um, even on my altar now, she stands there very tall. So um, I'm definitely grateful for her support and love. Forwarding through high school, yes, I've dealt with, you know, um, eating disorders, mental health issues, depression, anxiety. Anxiety is one big thing that I'm still dealing with, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. But I went through high school, did the usual occurrence, blocked out everything else. I always knew that I had some sort of ability, but I kind of blocked it out. Uh, I just didn't really want it. I would, you know, I think with Hollywood and watching movies, horror movies, and which at that age I was so obsessed with horror movies, I could not watch them any day now. <laughs> I just, I think I scared myself into blocking, into blocking my own gifts. So um, I went through all of high school not knowing any better, not, you know, doing the whole thing, getting boyfriends, get molding boyfriends, go to, go to parties, um, you know, do year 12, etc., etc then into uh, university. So that part of my life was relatively boring, <laughs> but well, no, not really. But in terms of spiritual alignment and spiritual journey, there was not much, too much going on between high school and the first couple of years of university. The only thing I would mention is even though I blocked my gifts out a lot, I am actually uh, claircognizant which means that I have thoughts pop up into my head and I will have no idea how I know these things. They just actually come up. They just pop up in my head. And believe it or not, 
Um, the reason why I got through year 12 or year 11 and 12 VCE or even the first year, first two years of university was literally my clear cognizance. So um, my family would say they don't understand how I can't, I don't study, I don't do this, but then I get really, really good marks. And you know what? At that point, I didn't know either. And I would just talk a little shit and say, oh, it's because I'm, you know, I just remember things really well and blah, blah, blah. No, I was the biggest procrastinator you could ever imagine. When I was studying, I was actually either listening to music, dancing around in my room or reading books. I would do everything else apart from study. But then when it came to exams and I would sit there and freak out going, holy shit, I have no idea what the hell any of this means, the answers would pop in my head. And then I didn't really question it. I'm just like, well, it's better than me not knowing what's going on. So let's just go with that because it's either me going to pretend not to know or just go with this um, thought that's in my head and still not know how I know this, but let's go for it. So I would do that. And I think the most magnificent thing that's ever happened in terms of my Claire cognizance was when I was in first year of uni. So I started off uni in computer science, which I got a scholarship for, which I later dropped off anyway, because it was boring as hell. But anyway, I was in a complete computer science course. I think it was, I can't even remember maths or something or rather maybe coding. And I did not study one bit. I think I like... I did an all-nighter the night before with one of my friends and tried to study as much as we could in the um, library until like 4 a.m. in the morning and then we had an exam at like 9.30 or something. So I'm sitting in there and I am freaking the fuck out. Excuse my French, but I'm like looking at this test going, what the actual fuck is any of this? Just a little disclosure, if you do listen into this podcast, I swear a lot, so sorry not sorry so I'm looking at this test and I can remember it so clearly I just sat there going this is ridiculous I'm so gonna fail this exam Uh, I'm like to myself I don't even give a shit anyway because I'm gonna change this course I'm gonna go end up going psychology so whatever let's just wing it so we're sitting there and it gets to one of these questions and I think it was worth like 60%. It was like you had to draw like a graph or something or a code. I can't exactly remember what it was. And none of the um, studying that night before that I did, I could not remember for the life of me anything like this. So I'm just sitting there, sitting there. I close my eyes a bit and then all of a sudden, bang, in my head pops this triangle thing with squares or something or other and I'm just (laughs) sitting there going um okay so let's just draw this so I drew what I saw I had no idea what I drew I like I said I can't remember exactly I remember them being some triangles and squares or something see what I mean I don't even get what it was and then I exited the exam and my friend and I were like that's it we've failed oh, mate, we're like screwed. We're going to have to repeat it. And then a couple of weeks later or maybe a month later or something, we get our exams results. And lo and behold, I get a 92%. 92. And I'm not boasting here, but come on. Like, just come on. How does that even happen? 
never mind. But at that point, I didn't know what was happening. I was just like, I completely fluked this. Oh, how did I even know this? This is amazing. Like, so I just went with it. <laughs> I just went with it. And it's been pretty much the same thing. I will have like conversations with people and I would just know things. And I didn't know, it wasn't until like probably in the last year that I knew claircognizance was an actual thing. Like, I just thought you go see a clairvoyant. Like that's, that's what they all are. All of them, everyone that speaks to spirit or everyone that has communication with spirits is clairvoyant. There's no other thing. And no, little did I know there was five different things. I actually think there's eight different things. But anyway, um, so it's kind of always been there. It's always been there. I just never really acknowledged it. Now, it wasn't until I, a little bit later, I decided to go part-time for uni so I could work. I also moved out of home um, and then started renting with a boyfriend at the time. Now, this boyfriend at the time, our relationship was quite toxic and you know what, I don't blame him. I wish him all the best, but it just, we were pretty much like twin flames. We always set each other off. We always picked on the worst of each other. And it just so happened that whatever we did, it just did not gel. So I wished him all the best and I don't wish any ill harm to him. It just wasn't meant to be. But anyway, we we were together for a good four years or so. We moved out. I moved out of home to my parents' despair moved in with him, we started renting, etc. And it wasn't until probably around that three, four year mark just before we did break up that I we hit rock bottom. Well, I personally hit rock bottom. I had depression. I was pretty much close to obese, if not obese. I was eating really um, unhealthy foods. I was not being substantial. I was having a lot of uh, female problems and I would try and mask it with taking too many painkillers or mixing painkillers or painkillers with alcohol. And you know what? I don't necessarily think I had an addiction. It was honestly just numbing my body. And like I said, it was the worst. It it was just such a toxic relationship that both of us weren't handling it well. So yeah, that was just my way of ha- handling it was hurting my body. When we hit complete rock bottom, that's when I fell back into my spirituality. So I just felt this pull to like to go more towards tarot cards again. And my, uh, I think I purchased Angel, the Angel deck, and I started going into spell work again. And and at that point, a lot of my work was to try and help our relationship. Little did I know, I was so undertrained back then that, or so uneducated in terms of witchcraft or anything, that I was trying to force a relationship. And this is not what we're all about. This is, you know, we're here with free will. I would never recommend a love spell or I would never recommend you know wishing anyone ill that's just not what we do and I don't really care for getting it back three times worse so but nonetheless I did do that I was young I was naive I was going through a lot of trauma so um, that's what I did it was probably about a month later, he ended up breaking up with me, which is probably the best thing that ever could happen to the both of us. And um, like I said, I wish him all the best. And I think that really needed to happen because as soon as that done, my whole life just changed for the better. It just, everything started to align and 
spiritually I started to align not to the point where I've had my spiritual awakening but um, I was able to manifest things really rapidly I would you know I had manifested friends into my life because I had lost all my friends during that relationship I had manifested I had when I um, left the relation when the relationship ended even though this sounds so bad <laughs> probably um, I had manifested wanting to date a certain type of man or wanting to you know try something out with someone or like tried to get the experience that I didn't have because I was quite young in that relationship. We started it when we were 17. So I didn't really have much experience. So, and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I get like DMs from different types of guys saying, Hey, do you want to go out? Hey, um, I've, you know, oh, someone so gave me, um, your details. Do you want to meet up? And just like, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So I went on a couple of dates, didn't really do much. I just for fun. And yeah, completed uni, got my degree. It took me a very long time to finish, but I got my degree in psychological sciences, which is great. And then, yeah, I manifested a job in youth justice, which I'll get into soon. But then it got to a point where I felt I actually had asked the universe that I want a guy that's really good with money because I'm at that point, I'm I was hopeless with money, not because I wanted him to pay anything, just because I would want, I wanted to learn a healthy relationship with money. I wanted a guy that was quite sensitive and, you know, also with the muscles, of course, because <laughs> the muscles is my weakness. And then lo and behold, one of my friends is like to me, why don't you get Tinder? It is so fun to get Tinder. You should see the shit some of these guys fucking send. And so I'm like, Oh yeah, I can deal with the laugh. So I get Tinder and literally my first swipe, <laughs> um, ding, ding, ding match. And there goes my future husband. So who I'm now currently married to. And we tell this story to everyone because everyone, well, I guess it's more our day and age now, but everyone could not believe that we met on Tinder and then we got married and now we have a little, like a child, but yeah. And he was everything that I asked for. Like he was what I needed in my life. He changed my way of thinking. He came in and then when within like four months said to me, hey, do you want to buy a block of land? And I just looked at him like, are you fucking crazy? Like you don't even know me, mate. And he's like, no, I do. No, 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 I do. Let's, let's buy a block of land. And then I'm like, well, I don't have any money. I'm completely broke. And he's like, that's fine. That's fine. We'll do it together. What's yours is mine. So Mind you, this guy, well, my husband, this guy told me he loved me within like a month. And I was like, are you fucking crazy? Are you, do you, uh, are you smoking something? And his response was, I will wait until you realize. But uh, like the thing is with this, with my husband and I is like, it's like we, we are so polar opposites. If people see us, he's the quiet one and I'm the outgoing one and he's, you know, secretly a stress head and I'm overtly a stress head. But we just clicked. We just clicked. And, well, we're now close to seven years later and we're still getting it. Like, don't get me wrong, he annoys a fuck out of me sometimes, but I'm pretty sure I do the same thing for him and that's the whole point of marriage. We just deal with it, we get over it, but we've never gone to a point where we couldn't really handle each other. So then we, you know, 
buy a block of land. Then eight months later, he proposes to me. And then two, two years later, we get married. We have a house. We move in. And then another eight months later, we fall pregnant with our um, child, with our son. Oh, mind you, like we did lose a pregnancy between there. Not that anyone really knows, just because we didn't feel the need to tell anyone and still maintained a strong front. So, but then we had my beautiful baby boy. And this is where my spiritual awakening just like, I think that's where the major, where it majorly hit. So I had my son in June, 2018 and probably a month later. So at that time, my grandmother had been in palliative care when I was pregnant and you know the hospital's telling us yeah you need to say your goodbyes come in you need to say goodbyes and everyone's of course the pregnant lady you can't put any stress on the pregnant lady of course but even though I'm just like just let me see my freaking grandmother so we go there and I just this came back to me just knowing like my grandmother was unable to talk unable to move and I would I just looked at her and know I actually had fights with the hospital because I would I was looking at her going, she just needs fucking food. Like she's actually wanting food. No, she's not moving. No, she's, you know, on her last legs. You've got to give up. And they're making out that I'm like being in denial that my mother and my grandmother is passing away. No, I can tell you for a fact she needs something. She needs either juice or something. And they refused. I'm not going to name the hospital, but Jesus Christ. <sighs> Um, so I was there fighting it and I'm like to my sister, can you just go, literally go to the supermarket, oh, not the supermarket, the shopping center across the road and can you please buy a boost? Anyone that knows Melbourne probably knows now what hospital I'm talking about, but that's okay. Can you just go get a boost? Go get a boost. Anyway, so she comes back and we start feeding my grandmother, giving the straw to my grandmother and no joke, within like half an hour, it's like she had a rebirth. It was like nothing had happened. She started talking to us. She started asking me how the baby's going. She went from completely nonverbal, the hospital claiming that she was on her last leg, to a whole new breath of life, a whole new breath of life. And all because I knew, I just knew she needed something. And even though everyone in my family was saying, no, 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 my sister believed me, but everyone else was like, no, you're just not coping well, you're pregnant, you're hormonal, you're too emotional, blah, 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 blah. As with the hospital, you know, this heavily pregnant 38-week woman, you know, is having a hissy fit. She's clearly hormonal from pregnancy hormones or something, but it wasn't. I was, I was, I was just expressing the truth. So she, she... We had another extra, we had an extra two months on top of that after, oh, maybe about, maybe three months. I wasn't, probably wasn't 38 weeks, but we had a couple of months after that still with her and she, yeah, she held on and her thing, I don't want to get emotional, but her thing with holding on was, oh, sorry, <laughs> was she just wanted to see my son or she just wanted to know my son was here and my son was so bloody stubborn. He needed to be induced at one day off 42 weeks. So that is literally like, what is that? <laughs> like 10 months. Um, I think it's 10 months. No, is it? 
No, it's like 10 and a half months of being pregnant with him, but he refused, so I had to induce him. But my grandmother held on. My grandmother held on. Um, she went into a nursing home and I had my son and... In all fairness, we couldn't go and see her, which it did kill me at the time. But she actually said to me that she didn't want, you know, she said to my mother and I that she didn't want my son to, you know, be exposed to any diseases or anything like that in the nursing home because he hadn't been immunized yet. So then about four weeks, um, probably a week shy of him getting immunizations, she passed away. And... At the time, so on the day that she did pass away, I just had this feeling in my gut. I just had the feeling. So I was having a shower. My son was sleeping. So I'm like to my husband, I just need to go have a shower since my son's asleep. And he's like, yeah, sure, go. So in the shower, he received a phone call. And I could hear the phone ringing from the shower and my gut dropped. Because I knew, I just, without even knowing, I knew. And you know what? Up until that point, she was actually really good. She was doing really well. So it wasn't something that, you know, of course we expected her being 92 years old and she loved, she lived a really good, uh, a long life in this lifetime. But I heard the phone and so I, I just knew something was up. So I stepped out and... My husband didn't even have to say anything to me. As soon as I saw him, I just started bawling my eyes out and I just knew. I just knew. And he said to me, I need to tell you something. I'm like, I, I already know. I just know. I just know. And yeah. And you know what? I'm still a bit, you know, teary about it. Even though the fact that I do speak to spirit now and I do know that she's there she comes in and out to tell me off. Um, no, no, I'm joking. That death, I think being so close to my son being born and then having a lot of anxiety whilst, you know, because my son was not an easy baby, crying all the time, attached to my boob 24-7, um, not sleeping, waking every 30 minutes. And then the death of my grandmother on top of that, I think it just it just lit me up. It just, it was like, you know, people in the spiritual field talk about the dark night of the soul. And for me, that was that point. And it, and it lasted a little while. It lasted probably, I reckon probably up until, I reckon about six months it lasted before I started to turn in more spiritually. So that was like, the alarm bell, like something had to change now. I couldn't let the dark night get the better of me, so I used it. So, yeah, so then here and there I would, I just started slowly, slowly researching witchcraft and I reconnected with Kuan Yin because I did disconnect with her for a little bit I disengaged with her and just because life got the better of me and you know I we get so stuck in this rut race and so involved in everything else that you just neglect yourself a bit sometimes and I know she understands that and she you know is compassionate towards that but I just started slowly looking into things I think it really started more with me 
looking into moon phases and then from moon phases buying some books like the moonology book um, by Yasmin Boland and then looking into release work and shadow work and just really building it up and next thing I know I have this secret altar that I don't tell anyone about and then I go pray to and and to be quite honest my initial work in the spiritual field was all about just really releasing releasing any hurt releasing any ego that I had um, healing my inner child one day I'll do a podcast on, on shadow work and healing the inner child it wasn't to like you know do a spell to bring something into my life it was really just me trying to help myself because um, even though with a psychology degree that Sometimes that just doesn't help all the time. Sometimes spiritualism is what what people need rather than talking about their emotions and having someone, you know, analyse it or, you know, tell them that they've got depression or anxiety. Nine times out of ten, people know they have fucking anxiety or depression. You don't need someone to tell you this. And, you know, this is a lot coming from the fact that I did learn it. But... I think it also comes down to people taking it, like taking responsibility for it. Well, for me, that is for sure. Like, I get it. Sometimes people have chronic illness, and I completely understand that. And sometimes medical intervention is required. But at that point in my life, I didn't think I needed that. And I think you know what, my degree did help me notice the early signs because I was able to step, you know, put one step forward and start being really proactive about helping my own mindset. So. Instead of when I was younger, I would numb with like painkillers or alcohol or food, if anything. So, yeah. And then, you know, I came out to my husband that – so actually it took a while to come out to my husband. I came out to my husband – I came out of the witch closet um, or the broom closet to my husband – the end of 2019 so we're 2021 now so you know over a year or year and a half ago or whatever a year and two months ago so I just kind of said to him bub because I call him bub so yeah so I'm a witch Um, and I laugh because whenever I tell someone now, and I'm, I, to be quite honest, I'm quite liberated now, so I am pretty open about it. I just kind of judge people by my senses if I say something or not. But I laugh because, which is not in the sense of how Hollywood portray us. It's you know, and this is how I explained it to him actually, because he's like, what? So you do like evil shit and I'm like no mate no 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 and do not do that no Uh, I think what witchcraft and what being a witch means to me is just really being connected to myself um, my soul and connected trying to be one with the divine and the, the divine is like what people refer to as God I just don't connect with the terminology as God but you can probably just say it in the same light um so for me God is the divine it's just really connecting, being one, being, you know, understanding that we are having a human experience and that we are a divine soul and we've been put on this earth for lessons and we are one with the universe. And just really taking responsibility for 
my karmic lessons, like for things I had done horribly when I was younger. Like even though I was bullied, I still did things that to this day I, you know, think to myself, how horrible. Like I would talk about people horribly and that is probably why some bad things had happened to me because I probably willed it upon myself and not realizing. But I think it was accepting it and allowing myself, allowing me to forgive myself for things that I have done. So he was actually really good. And to be honest, he had no clue what the hell I was talking about. He just knew he loved me and he would accept me either way, which or not. And then he actually brought my first ever Book of Shadows. So he asked me, what do I want for Christmas or my birthday? Can't remember. And then I'm like to him, uh, I want you to buy me a Book of Shadows. And his, his face just like dropped. He had no clue what I was talking about. And so he's like to me, you just send me the link and I will buy it. So that's pretty much our relationship in a nutshell. I just send him links and he buys it or he does it. Oh, my candle here is going crazy. Thank you, angels. So, yeah, and then I just started slowly, slowly putting out, like, spiritual things around the house. I would do my monthly cleanse of the house and I would put um, little sequels, um, little symbols on my doors for protection and under the soles of my son's shoes, which one day I will talk about that as well. And just slowly bringing my practice into day life. Yeah. And it just kept getting bigger and better. I did, you know, it was there on the back for a little bit. It wasn't until, so being in the workplace that I am, it can be quite negative. And even though I am very grateful for the job I do have and the lessons I have learned at this job, unfortunately, it can be quite negative at times um, and you can get dragged into the rut race a little bit. So I got to that point there. I'm not going to lie. There was a point there I was, you know, power hungry. I wanted to go up the chain as fast as possible, up the ladder as fast as possible, be the youngest, whatever. And you know what? I I did climb it pretty quickly, not to be up myself or anything. I did. I put a lot of time and effort there. Um, But it wasn't until last year I applied for a higher position you know, trying to convince myself I was doing it for with good intention at heart. I wasn't. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't. I was doing it for money. And I think majority of us do that and I get that. But I was convinced I was getting this position. I just convinced myself I was. And then when it wasn't, that was my second dark night of the soul. And it wasn't as big as my passing of my grandmother and the postnatal anxiety. But it did hit me pretty hard. It did. I think I needed that. I think I needed the knock. I needed to be knocked back into reality. And I think that was the playing of my spirit guides a little bit to knock some sense into me. So um, after I lost that opportunity, I kind of went into destruction mode. So this is a habit of me. If I don't, and this probably has something to do with past lives, but usually I go into self-destruction mode if things don't go my way and it's just unintentional. And I don't mean to, I don't want to hurt anyone in the meantime or hurt myself, but I just tend to go down that route. And so I started to notice I was doing the same behavior that I do every fucking time I fail, every time. And that's when I realized it just hit me. It just hit me. What am I not learning? What am I, why does this keep going on? 
And I'm not playing the victim to the universe. I'm taking full responsibility for this. So this is a usual occurrence for me. I would have something devastating happen to me and then I would self-destruct. And I just couldn't understand. I just, I said to myself one day, there has to be another way. Like I can't keep doing this and then potentially lose a job, which I actually am really grateful for having. It has taught me a lot of life lessons. So I was getting to a point I was applying for every, you know, every job just in spite, not because I actually wanted to leave. I absolutely love my job. So it was simply because I was throwing a tantrum and it was, it is what I do every freaking time something fails. And I think that's what I needed to do. I think me admitting it to myself just liberated me. It it kind of broke off that life contract that I have from past lives and just set me free, I guess. Because once that happened, I took some time off. I took two weeks off and I just turned spiritually. I like was meditating every day and releasing and doing a lot of well doing more shadow work and then bang it hit me like I need to change this I'm not going through the same shit again so I didn't I just let it go I sucked it up I admitted to myself yes it hurt yes this is my ego playing up but this is not me this, this person that I have been fronting as is not me. It's not my soul. It's not who I want to be seen or remembered as. So that was it. I just couldn't do it. I just, I, I did not want the anger anymore. I didn't want the anger. I am not that person to hold anger. I don't want to be that person to hold anger. I've been angry in the past and it was not nice. If anything, it does more damage to your own soul than it does to anyone else. Yes, in the meantime, people think you're an absolute fucking asshole, but it just wasn't me. It wasn't me. And so I was like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I'm a witch. I'm spiritual. I'm going to show my true side now. I'm sick and tired of masking who I actually am inside. And so I released it. (laughs) And yes, I lost a whole heap of friends from it and... That's okay. We all have different paths and that is fine. I've learned my lesson. I mean, with doubt, having them in my life has served a purpose and, you know, I wish them all the best, sending them on their way, sending them love and light. Uh, So one day I, well, I kept actually having dreams. So after this point, I kept having dreams about making candles with crystals. That sounds so bloody I don't even know. It sounds weird as hell. And I would wake up and I would tell my husband, oh my God, I had this dream that I was making this candle, blah, 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 blah. I just kept having the same dream. And then I kept having dreams about healing people with energy. And then I kept getting these signs about Reiki. And so I'm like to my husband, you know what? I'm just going to do a Reiki course. So I did. And that was the most amazing thing to happen to me because it just like unlocked something. I just... Whilst doing this course, everything just felt natural to me. Everything felt like I already knew this. Why am I learning this type thing? It was like, because I've always had quite warm hands and I've always had these feeling that I had energy in my hand. And I just thought it was because I was hot blooded, but clearly not. Not everyone feels that way. Little did I know is actually, you know, the divine source um, in my hands. So I did Reiki, but 
it came so naturally to me. It came so naturally to me. Um, and then so I was, you know, finished that. I was having those recurring dreams and I just woke up one day and I'm like to my husband, you know what? When I get my tax return, I'm just going to buy a whole heap of candle stuff. And he's like, all right, go for it. And he's really quite supportive like that. He's just like, all right, go for it. No harm to me. And so I did. I just brought a whole heap of candle stuff. And then once again, I started doing it. And it was like I knew exactly what I was doing. I, I, it, it came to me naturally. It just absolutely came to me naturally. And then all of a sudden, I started having these ideas about healing candles and crystals. And I would be in the car and I'll be like, oh, I should release a candle to heal trauma or, tr- you know, to calm the mind. And then I'll think, oh, I wonder what crystal I would need for that. And then bang, bang, bang in my head, all these crystal names would come up. And then I would like say to my phone, oh, take note of blah, blah. And then by the end of the day, I'll go back and I'll look at it. And I'm like, oh my God, those candles actually, those crystals actually represent that. That type of magical shit was happening. And so, I, so I'm just like, all right, I'll release it. I'll release it. And then one thing led to another. And then my candles started selling out and people started coming to me for Reiki and everything just started working out just everything. I I am going quiet because I cannot explain the how grateful I am for this or how magical and I say magical in the spiritual sense just how magical it was everything to start to make sense because it all started lining up and then next thing I know, I'm, you know, I always used to do tarot cards for myself and I used to second guess myself all the time. And then I would do it for, do free readings on like a Facebook page that I think it's called like free readings or something. And I would put up a post saying, hey, free readings for the next five people or something. And I would always doubt myself because like I said, I'm clear cognizant, but I hadn't known that a year ago it wasn't until I started doing research about it so I would like read cards and I would think I was lying to myself like surely there's impossible that I know this so I must be lying to myself but nonetheless I would you know I still got this calling just to read for people read for people so I would do it free and then all these people's responses like oh my god how do you know this oh my god and then I was like I was just in awe because you don't, how do you know this stuff? Even then I started doing Reiki more and that's when my clairvoyance started to come in that I would do Reiki and then all of a sudden I would see images, images pop up in my head like, or like I'm also clairsentient, which I can feel spirits around me. I feel um, angels. And then um, I could hear spirits talking to me during these Reiki sessions. And then I would think I was going crazy. Like I'm not um, clairvoyant. I was blocking my own ability. So I would sit there after the session and I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, don't mind me. I'm just, I really need to clarify some of this. Or has someone, has this person passed away? Or, and then people would just look at me in shock or will start crying and then I started to realize oh I'm actually receiving things I didn't realize I could do that but just being on that path just I guess I say it to everyone and I sound a little bit batshit crazy when I say it to people but once you get on that path your soul purpose everything just starts falling into place everything you know I would ask for messages from my spirit guides um, through numbers or through you know symbols and 
I would ask them, oh, if I'm on the right path, send me rosellas. And then all of a sudden, like a day later, I would open the front door and there was rosellas everywhere in front of my house. Or I would ask, you know, if I'm on the right path, send me 11 or send me the number 77. And then I would like to markets for my business but the first ever market I did I said to my spirit guides if I'm on the right path just show me the number 11 and little did I know it wasn't until I actually attended the site so the site organizer the market organizers hand me hands me my like position like market position and I was in lot number 11 and then my first sale was at 11 11 like it's those magical things and I know it sounds crazy and you might be seeing 1111 all the time and thinking what the hell it's just a coincidence but it is not and I urge you if you are going through this just take notice of what is going on while when you are doing that because that's clearly spirit trying to get a hold of you like they did you know I would see 1111 I've seen 1111 Probably before my spiritual awakening, I was seeing it probably two years every single day or not even just like on my clock. And, you know, people will say, your body's just in tune to the time. No, it would be like random as hell. It would be on fuel prices or I would go into a server and I'll buy something and it will be $11.11. Or, for example, my oven in my kitchen which I never set the time time on because we always lose power in my area so I just leave it I don't like setting the clock and then I would go there and I would see 11 11 even though it was like I don't know 4 59 or something I had seen those for two years and not understood what the hell was going on until I hit the dark night of the souls and then I started paying attention to those numbers and then they started changing and then now I don't ever see 1111. Now I always see angels are by 444. Or I always see when I'm asking questions about my business or something, I will see 777 or 999 or they start to change. And then like I just saw 777 today. And then, you know, I see that all the time, like keeping my thoughts positive or, you know, you are supported or you are protected, etc. etc. So once you start going through this phase, it just it just opens up a world you cannot even explain. You cannot even explain, and I sound absolutely crazy, and I keep saying that, but it's magical as hell. Magical as hell. So now we're into present day, and I've got my business running, and I'm starting to do more Reiki, which one day I hope to open my own shop, which I'll get there one day. Um, I definitely know it's coming. Um, I just need to be more patient and not be so forceful when it comes to manifestation, which one day I will do a podcast on manifestation because I believe that I am mastering it, I think. And yes, I know I am only at the beginning of this. Like I said, I've only started to come into my clairvoyance and my clairaudience, even my abilities to be able to see and hear. It's only something that's new and it will develop. But I guess I just wanted to say this story, and I think I mentioned it at the beginning, is that just sometimes this journey is so lonely. Or you think to yourself, I am going absolutely crazy. So, yeah, I have spoken for who knows how long, but I do hope you enjoyed this first episode. You know what? If you are going through a spiritual awakening yourself, 
please, if you want someone to talk to or if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed or lonely, I'm here. You can head over to my Facebook page or my Instagram page for the business, which is Holistic Enchantment, just like this podcast. I also have an Instagram with my witchy stuff on it, which is the Aussie Witchling on Instagram. But I'm here. Like, I'm not going to judge you. I too have my moments of being pure crazy or feeling that this nothing could be real or even just having moments where my anxiety does flare up because it's quite overwhelming sometimes but yeah I am here don't feel like you're in this alone you're not and if you did like this podcast please let me know I think with the next episode I might go into Reiki and explain what that is all about and explain about energy healing and stuff and then I hope in the future what we can do is just like I said Each month I'll pick a topic and then I'll research the hell out of it and then I'll present it. And if you have something that you want me to talk about or if you want to learn more about, just let me know. Just head over to our page and um, shoot us a message. I'm definitely all in it. Like I said, I'm only at the beginning of my spiritual awakening, my spiritual journey. So the more learning, the better. How else are you to know? You don't know what you don't know. That's what I like to say. Probably doesn't mean anything that saying, but I say it anyway. But yeah, just let us know how you go. So once again, thank you so much for joining us on my first podcast and I look forward to speaking to you all soon. Bye.